Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as obscene as an Andre Duda first-time volley, fancy advice as on point as a Mahmoud Dahoud through ball, and two pundits who both ended up regretting selling Erling Haaland. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Thurgood. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 4, Match Day 32. And joining me as always, he is the fantasy Fußball god, Flo Reinecker. Flo, are you ready for the final three matches? days of this season no not not really we we talked about it off air i I really got that feeling that this time it is going to happen and Bremen will get relegated with all those things that's happening and uh, while we record hertha is playing freiburg and they already two nil up and i'm like i and then we got the news today that umar toprak he was in rehab He, he not rehab, so he, he hasn't got any drug problems as far as I know. But he uh, should have been ready to play in the cup match against Leipzig. That didn't happen. And now it's talk that he might not be able to play in the season. So not a, let alone the Leverkusen game. He's already ruled out for that. And he's such a key player. Friedel is also taking a knock. I'm just like, oh yeah. The the other clubs are picking up points left, right, and center, and just like Bremen lost seven straight, got the worst fixtures to come of all the relegation candidates, and, and I really got this feeling that this time it is it. And I, I, I uh, said to you that I would sign the relegation playoff spot. You did. Right now, without any hesitation, because like my feeling is that they will be second to last and 17th place and better only than Schalke, which is like nothing uh, this season. Well, you're right. You're right. And, and listeners should know I have spent the last five minutes trying to pick pick flow up on this issue and say, come on, like have some positivity. Uh, because I, I said what we've seen in the Bundesliga time and time again with these plucky clubs that come up from the title Bundesliga like Bielefeld is that they have these glimmer of hopes that maybe they'll stay up. And then it just doesn't cut it when, as you say, at the end of the season, all the experienced clubs know how to pick up points in, in pivotal p- situations. And I think Bielefeld are going to finish in the the bottom two so at the very least you'll finish in 16th place and as you said you would sign for that but I, I almost want to ask I mean what do you prefer this season's experience or last season's experience last season yeah right I, I was gonna say it's yeah. gotta be nice because we were like we were 11 points clear of the relegation playoff spot yeah by match day 24 yeah seven losses in a row and you're you're in the midst of it you were out of it you're you really like you you seven had seven games where you could have equaled your points record from last season right? yes that's what, yeah yes yeah. crazy and it's like that's definitely worse than like having uh, you you felt like a family member sick for a long time and then all of a sudden uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it doesn't come as a surprise, and but at this this time is all of like I, I'm, I'm still I'm still backing the miraculous Mine, recovery. We've seen that coming for a few match days now, but like there was always a chance. Yeah, if you win that home game against Mainz, then then you're 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 uh, saved, and and then the next game, and then the next game. Yeah, you can win it at Union. You can yeah, but no. They just like they they lose in games and it's like they're not set up to win games. They're just trying not to lose, which in the end leads to losing. And uh, I think that's something they 
would have to correct if they want to have any change. I, I, I don't feel like 30 points would be enough to be in a relegation playoff spot. They at least need one more win to uh, at least have a chance for the relegation playoff. And that even might not be enough with the way the other clubs are playing. But thanks for the therapy lesson, James. <laughs> Sorry, I do apologize. I know I would I would hate to be in your shoes, and I I I, I sympathize uh, alongside you for this because yeah, it, it looked like it was going so swimmingly for Verda, and I was so relieved for you that you were having a nice season compared to last one, and then it's taken a really uh, a sour turn at the end, which is a shame. But I I still believe in the miraculous recovery of that yeah. uh, that family member that's been ailing for a little bit. I I think it's coming. Um, and so I, I'm. I'm going to hold on to that hope for you, even if you won't hold on to it yourself. But let's crack on uh, with some listener questions as we could talk about Werder Bremen, I think, for the rest of this show, to be honest. But let's start with one from at Yu. He says, we've got a lot of these questions that are about player picks, who to get rid of, uh, who to keep in the squad. And it starts with this one from Jarrell Yu, who says, thoughts on which two to sell and which two to keep out of Hoffman, Ben Zabahini, Schalai and Hector? Uh, definitely keep Hector. Home game against Freiburg and they playing... Right now at Berlin, not looking that sharp. They have nothing to play for. I like Cologne in, in this match um, much better. Uh, Glapper has a tough matchup at Munich. I, I'd rather probably sell Hoffmann than Scholloy. But Scholloy isn't a safe bet as well. So Benzebaini would go out for me just because of I think that what Bayern wants to do is trying to get Levy the record, which... Leads me to believe that they will try to score many goals. Yeah. And I'd, I'd rather keep Hofmann than Benzabaini. So my decision would be between Hofmann and Scholloy. And I'd probably rather stick with... Oh, it's, it's, it's really... It's, it's tough. See... Do you want to know what, Flo? I, I would have said Scholai before I saw this game against Hertha from Freiburg, where we are. I'm watching the first half. The first half's about to come to an end. We'll give you live updates throughout the show, I'm sure. But Freiburg just don't look motivated, and Scholai hasn't really been involved in much in this first half either. And so I think before recording, before that game, I would have said keep Scholai. But I think Hoffman, you maybe just want to have him in there in case Gladbach do what they do against the big sides this season, which has caused an upset, or at least get a few goals. And Gladbach have proven over the years they can score against Bayern. And Hoffman will be taking corners, will be getting chances created and things like that. And so therefore, I think I'm leaning towards Hoffman over Scholai now. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. I've just opened uh, the fixture table, um, courtesy of official DNL. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> the Excel sheets of all Excel sheets. Yeah, it's it's really it's the best. And uh, Glapper is playing a home game against Stuttgart next week, and then it's uh, Bremen to close out the season. And Freiburg uh, has uh, has to travel. No, they have a home game against Munich next time out, so it's not the best fixture. I would sell Shaloi and Benzabaini and that's my definite answer. Yeah, there you go. Um, how about options with Nkunku? Adam Kalin is asking what we're doing because Nkunku isn't in the predicted lineups. He's likely to be out with a back injury uh, for the game against Dortmund. He's asking, is Hahn still a good cheap option? But is there anyone else that you'd be looking at this weekend, Flo? Uh, I, I really think it's tough. I, I personally like Jaden Sancho 
Um, because I like the Dortmund side in this game because they have everything to play for in this match. They want to qualify for the Champions League. If you would ask the Dortmund officials, like everyone who's involved in running the club and the finances, for them, it's more important to get into the Champions League than to win the cup. And the cup match is next Thursday. For Leipzig, it's the other way around. They will play in the Champions League no matter what next uh, season, although it's like uh, mathematically it's possible that they drop out of the Champions League spot, but like that's that's not a real possibility. And I think they will concentrate on winning the cup match and Dortmund will concentrate on winning the match in the Bundesliga. And that leads me to believe that Dortmund has an edge here. And then... Uh, maybe um, Sancho would be a good replacement. Uh, of course, Hoffenheim is playing Schalke, so a guy like uh, Christoph Baumgartner definitely is in the mix uh, for me as well. You can look at Wolfsburg's assets. I think it's not a, uh, as bad. Union has been bad on the road uh, in recent uh, weeks, so... Uh, that's definitely an opportunity to go. Yeah, and something to point out here as well. And, and, do, and of do- course, uh, Cologne was like a guy like Andre Duda is is definitely like uh, he he he's playing good under uh, Funke. It definitely helps them as a team that Anderson is back up front, a guy uh, who's able to hold the ball, and um, I think that's helping Cologne uh, as a whole. So uh, he would be another option. And uh, on the Frankfurt side, like if you want to spend up, Kostic is, is a good way to go, as always. And then I would wait for uh, what Adi Hütter is saying, if he wants to play with Jovic and Silva up front, or maybe it's uh, time for Yunus to get back into the starting eleven. then uh, he would uh, also be an excellent choice. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's um, some great, great yeah, options. That, that will be my my uh, the end of the list for me, basically. Great, no, I mean, those are some fantastic options. One thing I did want to point out was that, yeah, Dortmund-Leipzig, on account of that Thursday uh, Cup final, will be playing on Sunday on match day 33. So there is added flexibility. That's something important to yes. point out, which is why Sancho may not be a bad idea to get him in this weekend instead of everyone flooding in next weekend. Um, and, and I do think James Sancho, he wants to get in England's European uh, Championship squad as well, you know, and he, he needs to prove himself. I think he's flown under the radar a little bit with Gareth Southgate. I have a feeling he's going to be highly motivated. And we should also point out now that there's doubts about Erling Haaland as to whether he's going to be in the starting lineup and so if he isn't then the emphasis on Sancho performing is even greater and uh, we all know what Sancho is capable of in those moments um, in this fantasy game as well against the likes of Leipzig even so uh, let's move on to the next listener question at Brenny Hoofy says hi guys which two would you sell from Benzabayini, Gunter, Musiala and Muller could having Muller and Levy be fairly decent given victory will secure the title and he says is it worth holding on to Musiala for possible inclusion next week should they already be in uh, crown champions Lots to consider there, Flo. <laughs> yeah, like if you if you don't have, like I wouldn't hold on to, I don't expect Mozilla to start this week, but yeah, who knows? It's like, it's uncertain. I personally think that it's like the usual 11 we saw from Flick closing out the title race. And uh, I personally would stick with Günther and Müller for sure and sell Benzabaini and Mozilla. 
That will be my take. If Musiala is in the starting lineup next week, and that's something we will know before we have to confirm our transfers, then he's definitely one of probably the best budget option. Although I would be a bit cautious because um, this is the only title Bayern will win. So maybe they even celebrate a bit. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends be. how Hansi Flick wants to go out as well. But that's not to say that Jamal Musiala isn't worthy of a spot in that Bayern starting lineup for the last two match days, because he has certainly deserved it based on some of his performances this season. Um, and I have to say, on the Muller-Levy front, I, I debated last week as to whether just to go with the Muller-Levy, thinking, you know, they're two picks I just don't need to worry about for the rest of the season. I ended up going for Zorlot, um and bringing in Levy as well. But uh, you know what? Um, I think that's a good option, uh, but perhaps for the last couple couple of games of the season because they're just so reliable, uh, the pair of them. Um, okay, moving on. At Benji Tanelli says, which is better for the final run-in, Davies, Kalashabek or Sessegnon flow? I would I would still go with Kalashabek, especially with the match against Schalke up ahead. I wouldn't, like, we got so little standalone fixtures on the 33rd match day and none on the 34th match day, which means, like, you're only able to feel 11 players on the last match day anyway so that like planning is always good in fantasy but like we're coming to an end here which means like don't don't plan too much ahead because like there won't be too much flexibility after this match day so i definitely like wouldn't think of players like in the run, uh, long run, this is a better move. Um, think about the next match day. Uh, I think that's fine. But like the last match day, I wouldn't consider at all right now. Um, just because you, you will be able to field a strong 11 in your mind when a kickoff comes, no matter what. Just because of all games are played at the same time. So Kalarabek against Schalke, who are abysmal at defending set pieces. Yeah, <laughs> give me that. With Sessegnon, I, I just have a small glimmer of doubt if he's actually in a starting 11. That's probably my biggest issue with Sessegnon, and he's not like that prone to score goals after set pieces like Kadarabek is. Yeah, and Davis is, for me, what he brings to the table is just a bit overpriced. Yeah, that, I, I, you know what? I think what we saw from him last season, he was the right price. But yes, his performances and his fantasy output has dropped this season. So yeah, I now would agree. But I think people that brought him in, maybe on the back of the last unlimited transfers, they probably made a good choice at that point because he is a guaranteed, basically guaranteed starter in Bayern's back line uh, from now until the end of the season. But now would not be yeah. the time to bring him in. So yeah, I, I like the Kadish Rebek pick as well. And I do, there's one thing I will say to kind of, slightly counter your point about not taking match day 34 into account but I'll bring that up in part two with the first game that we're talking about and it's a very little thing so don't worry I'm not contradicting you too much Flo never would I think to do that right, but you're allowed to <laughs> of course of course but final question then from part one at Bavarian 26 he says hello after a horrible last match day investing in Augsburg and Leipzig you weren't alone in that by the way um, do you think Frankfurt and Hertha assets are the best considering their fixtures he says Bayern, BFB or Leipzig assets for the last three match days are better or ditch them all for Wolfsburg and Leverkusen. So is it the case of going for the likes of Frankfurt and Hertha? Well, like we've seen Dada making nine changes in a starting 11 um, from the game at Mainz to the game 
against Freiburg right now. So uh, I, I think it's too early for me like to digest what that means for the starting lineup. I, I'm not sure if you have a take. Uh, you have particular Hertha players you feel safe enough to invest in because then I think it would be a fine strategy to invest in Hertha. Yeah, I mean, Mateusz Cunha has been rested today and I'm thinking, okay, for the weekend, that's certainly not a bad option to go down and you would think that him being rested today means they're trying to keep him fit for the, the real run-in and at 2-0 up, I doubt he'll come on the pitch today against yes. Freiburg as well, yeah, which that's is a good point. Uh, an, in, yeah. an invaluable thing potentially. Um, so he's certainly the one that's top of the list. The problem is after that, we, we talked about the midfield issues it's very scattered as to who chips in uh you know we've had odd goals from uh Santiago Ascasibar and Matteo Genduzzi thrown in there as well uh there's no real reliable points getter Peter Pekarich scored again tonight which is incredible I think that's three for the season now for him uh so who knew he was going to be a fantasy asset through to the, the the latter stages of the season but then you look to maybe someone like uh Maximilian Mittelstedt but if I'm honest what I saw from him against Mainz wasn't overly convincing and that makes me a bit worried and and so therefore, Cunha for me, or maybe even your man, John, up front, might be worth considering. Yeah, always. Juan <laughs> is always a possibility, of course. But I, I probably would prefer Matheus Cunha. Though it seems that he's not allowed to take as many set pieces as before, which is a good thing in my mind, because he wasn't very good at it. He just like wanted to do all the stuff. Wouldn't surprise me if we go on and doing the throw-ins. But the thing I like, I, I still prefer Cunha over Cordoba with all his involvement. Like he's involved in more shots than, than Cordoba is, but both are p fine picks for the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think with Frankfurt, the, the obvious three, uh, uh, the World Cup winner in the in the back line, Eric Durham, Philip Kostic and Andre Silva. And then, I mean, on the question of Bayern, Dortmund and Leipzig assets, last three match days I mean the fixtures aren't great for them and this is maybe maybe let me take this question into like a bigger picture flow and ask you how do you weigh up the last couple of match days when it comes to motivation levels against things like fixtures and form because we see this from Freiburg they had some great fixtures and they really have tailed off over the last couple of games Hoffenheim yes. they'll be motivated against Schalke but they might drop off despite two really good fixtures in the final two how do you weigh those things up in your mind? I think you have to analyze this case by case. There are teams that perform better when there's no pressure on them and all of a sudden they can play good. Maybe even Hoffenheim is a side, I'm, I'm not sure, that will benefit of not having too much pressure on them. Um, I definitely think that's possible. Uh, I think we've seen enough of Freiburg to think that it's not the case with them. Um, they achieve like, too much too early probably for them. And now it's just a cruising to the end of the season. And yeah, I'm, I, I'm not keen to invest in Freiburg. I still have two Freiburg assets. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I'm probably not able to sell them. But like all I've seen from them leads me to believe that it's not wise to invest them in, in them no matter who the opponent is right now. So um, and, and with other clubs, like we'll see what Stuttgart is like. We, we, we see that like they had like this is probably the first match day where they don't really have anything to play for before that that was always a possibility to get into the um, qualification for the Europa Conference League now that's basically gone with seven points I think it's like we we see with Stuttgart what's going to happen I'm I'm not sure but like I'm I'm 
probably I try to be an early adopter. I try to to see which teams are showing some fire, although they don't have too much to play for and which teams don't, and um, then invest in accordingly. But I think now this is the match day where it, like, last match day wasn't that there were too many clubs where you felt like it's it's over, unless you count Freiburg, who couldn't motivate themselves to get an outside chance of qualifying for the Conference League. That didn't seem to do it for them. And uh, apart from that, but now we've got a few more clubs. Definitely Leipzig will be uh, in these club uh, the next two games when they sealed their Champions League qualification spot. Leverkusen could be in that camp after sealing the Europa League. So yeah, that's there are des definitely some clubs where we have to just wait and see, and then we judge them. And yeah, we we'll talk about that next week, James. And yeah. And see who who we feel will still play a hundred percent, and who maybe will let it slide a bit. Well, that, I, th I think this will be. A t I mean, it hasn't been an international break, but I do think this little pause will be telling, right? They've all gone into their little quarantine periods as well now for the final stretch of the season, um, and I think yeah, we'll see a, a lot. Will be told from this weekend's matches. You're right, and so I do think it will be a big talking point. But I wanted to get your thoughts on it now, purely because I think that's something a lot of people be, will be weighing up when they make certain play decisions. Yeah, but but I don't have like usually I don't try to have a formed opinion before I have enough data to really see what the uh, how the situation plays out. And I think you're right with Freiburg we're seeing that their their form is lacking. I make judgment based on that, but with the other clubs I would just hold my judgment until we see what happens. Yeah, and I mean yeah, it's, it's teams like Leipzig as well, you know, you know, if if everything's I'm I'm definitely downgrading, yeah. so I'm I'm downgrading a club like Stuttgart, I'm downgrading them a little bit in 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 my mind of what I expect from them. Um yeah, but not too much. That will be my approach and they're playing a new coach with Markus Weinzierl, that's also always an uncertainty. Um, that's added there. So, yeah, that's probably why I'm not that keen on investing in Stuttgart. No, I think when you've got teams like Wolfsburg, Frankfurt, Dortmund, you could even maybe include Leverkusen in that mix. They're going to be so highly motivated uh, for the rest of the season, dependent, of course, how results go. I mean, nothing will really be necessarily wrapped up. A team like Wolfsburg, Eintracht Frankfurt could take a big step um, if Dortmund do drop points against Leipzig. But as you pointed out, Leipzig may be more motivated by the cup than the league. And they've been a bit off form anyway in the last couple of games, if we're being really honest, in terms of their fantasy output. bit disappointing. And so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting blend that we've got. And this is always the fun thing towards the end of the season. Normally, you've got Bayern right now putting out B-team members uh, that you could maybe get a, a super schnepchen or two um, in, in the mix from them. But even they're taking it quite seriously to the end of the season now. So it uh, makes for an interesting dynamic. We will discuss that and more in part two. So join us again in just a jiffy. Welcome back 
to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Let's get RT stuck into the match day 32 fixture list, starting with the Friday night game Stuttgart against Augsburg. And the big news here is that Augsburg have a new man in charge, Marcus Weinziel, or should I say old man in charge, back in charge, uh, because he did take them to Europe in 2014-15, part of a over four-year spell with the club, um, arguably his best spell as a Bundesliga head coach. Uh, I, I don't now... think you have to add arguably. Yeah, true, yeah, true, yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, his, his time at Schalke was wasn't very good and the time at Stuttgart almost got them relegated but he left before they got relegated so yeah he kind of jumped ship so he's got ties to both clubs in this but uh, he is now taking charge of Augsburg again uh, to the end of the season fun fact from this one Stuttgart have lost just three of 12 Bundesliga matches in which Sasa Kalajic has scored but have won only five of 18 when he has not so is this flow a Friday night fixture to invest in? Yeah, already talked about it, that I'm not sure how to navigate this fixture, the the adding of Markus Weinzierl. Usually it would be like Stuttgart would be a good side. Augsburg is just not creating enough. Uh, they they don't have, they, ra- they rarely have the ball and they're not, not like, they're not creating shots. But who knows what Markus Weinzierl's plan is for that match. He had two weeks to prepare. Uh, his team for Stuttgart so I'm definitely a bit wary but if I want to invest here I'd still go with Stuttgart um, because I just think they are the better side and there's a new coach but that like it's not always that they get results right away so and if you have a guy like Hahn, I think you can ride it out. Oh, yeah. In the yeah. hopes that miraculously they playing better football with Weinzierl. Oh, but like, I mean, Andre Hahn, and, if you and think... And like a game at Stuttgart is not the worst at the moment because they like, they tend to uh, create shots and they also uh, let the opponents create shots as well. So it's not a bad matchup for Augsburg at all in that regard. No, no, definitely not. And I mean, the thing I like about Andre Hahn, I mean, if you think back to the vintage Andre Hahn years, we know when he was getting into the Germany squad and Gladbach were interested in him, that was all under Marcus Weinzierl when he was producing his best form for them. So I I like... I think you're mistaking there. What? what? James. Who who was it under? Was it under Joslu Hukai? Did he leave before Weinzierl came in? Because I checked who in this squad played with... Under Weinzierl, and it was more of like it's not that many guys who played with him, but maybe oh, I'm, no, don't tell me I'm wrong. I had I mean, that was more more of was that, and another guy who already like I checked that for uh, another stuff I did. Leistungsdaten nach Trainer. Yeah, who would I'm be the other one? That's the other thing up. because who else has been on? I mean, Marco Richter's an academy player, but I don't think yeah, he, Richter is the oh, other is one. Richter? I think it's just more and Richter really? uh, who he. Oh, so Andre, did Andre Hahn join... See, I was doing that all off the top of my head, admittedly. I just, I assumed... No, you're, you're right. I'm wrong. Oh, good. You know okay. what? I, I mistook... You're, you're right, James. Oh, I, I'll take that. Okay, right there. I did think, I was like, I could have sworn... I mean, I know Jos Lukai was around at Augsburg, no. but I thought Hahn and Weinzierl were the pairing when they both kind of shot you, to prominence. You know who I sort of straight away as Weinzierl was appointed that would be good for? Daniel Bayer? No, <laughs> Grigorich. Oh, yeah, not and bad that well. was what I checked. I didn't check Han. That was like I'm, I'm mistook 
Han, I did check with Grigoric, and Grigoric didn't play on the Weinzierl at Augsburg yeah. at all. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so, but and that, that was what I checked. Now, I, think, I, I mean, Han. I can't remember what Andre Hahn did in terms of his numbers, but he, I mean, he was in double digits in goals that season. He he played that season where they did qualify for Europe. 32 games, 12 goals, 9 there assists. You go, that's it. Oh. So you're, you're spot on. That's, I mean, that is vintage Andre Hahn right there. That is when he was at <laughs> yeah. his best. Uh, Sorry for doubting you, James. No, 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 it's all right. It's all right. I mean, no, I would have maybe, yeah, okay, you had me doubting myself as well, but that's okay. We'll take that. Um, but yeah, that, that was when Andre Hahn was at his best. But we digress a little bit because I think he is someone that you could hold on to. The point I wanted to make that I brought up in part one about considering match day 34, the thing I've got in my head, I've got Iago in my squad, I've got Andre Hahn in my squad, and I'm not too worried about them, even if they don't play the next three match days in, you know, end up in my starting lineup come the end of the match day. I think they're worth having in there because on match day 34, as we pointed out, all the fixtures at the same time, you're going to have to leave three players on the bench anyway. So for me, I've already got Iago and Hahn earmarked for bench rolls on match day 34, where I don't have to worry about that. And I can literally spend all the other funds I want on a, on a very strong starting 11 uh, on that final match day. So that's just the only consideration I wanted to throw in the mix um, for people that maybe did invest in Iago and Hahn last week or last match day when they had the Friday night game again because don't panic. Um, I wouldn't necessarily waste transfers this week on players like Iago and Hahn um, in terms of getting them out of your squad. Uh, would you agree with that, Flo? Yeah, definitely. Lovely. Right. Although I still love to have like all players playing. So if like we're not sure what Weinstein is going to do, if Hahn or Iago are on the bench, sure. like I... I We'll try to sell them. Well, that is it. I'm, I'm assuming Han is. Iago, for me, is the wavering one, where I wonder whether he might fancy someone like Mads Pedersen, you know, if he's seen something in training in his short time with the team. You just never know how that's going to pan out. But no, I do I do agree that on that case, you might want to then use a transfer because then at least you'll have a guaranteed player. Um, right, let's move on to Dortmund-Leipzig because that's a big one from the 3.30 kickoffs on Saturday. Uh, Julian Nagelsmann has only won one of his 10 Bundesliga meetings with Dortmund whilst in charge of Hoffenheim. That came back in May of 2018. He has drawn four and lost the other five. Leipzig, meanwhile, themselves are winless in their last six against Dortmund in the Bundesliga. How are you handling this fix? You mentioned the fact that you feel like Dortmund might be the one to invest in here because of Leipzig's motivation levels for the league at this point. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's definitely how I feel about that match. So I feel much better about my Dortmund player than my Leipzig players. Though, like, the added bonus is that um, you get a standalone fixture for both of these clubs the coming match day. I would love if Dortmund would close out the match day, but it's the other way around. So we got all the fixtures on Saturday afternoon. And then it's Sunday evening, it's Mainz against Dortmund. And Sunday evening, even later, it's Leipzig against Wolfsburg. So, like, Dortmund has a better uh, matchup there, but I still like to have involvement in both of these games because it will be the only chances to add yourself some flexibility. So I wouldn't go too crazy in selling Leipzig assets. I just don't feel that this is their match day. It's just my... My gut feeling was Leipzig. Well, that's it. I mean, one asset that you do need to get rid of, as we mentioned in part one, is Christopher Nkunku. And I'm sure Flo and I aren't alone in 
having Nkunku in our squads right now. Uh, he was arguably the better pick over Danny Olmo for the last couple of match days as well. Um, and I think the problem is you can't then do a one-for-one -one swap Nkunku to Olmo. You're probably doing Nkunku to another team that has better fixtures uh, this weekend or the next couple of matches. And so I think that's one that will be lost. Um, I'm personally doing the Alexander Zolot debate as to whether to get rid of him or to maybe use a transfer, an extra transfer in midfield. That's one that'll go to the final minutes, I'm sure, of uh, of kickoff on Friday night. Um, but yeah, and then you've got Antilino. And the good thing with Antilino is in a game against Dortmund, he's pretty much guaranteed to start. I think uh, Nagelsmann, yes, he will maybe be yeah, taking... Well, I, I, think like, he, I wouldn't be so sure with a cup final well, looming see, and you know Angelino having, coming back from, from a kind of lengthy injury... But I, I, okay, here, you know what? Here's my reasoning behind it. I think Nagelsmann will want Antilino to cut himself, you know, to, to kind of get this match sharpness back at the highest level yeah, against it's, it's Dortmund. Just, that's also but a I, good I do argument. believe yeah. he will likely be a candidate to be brought off early. I will, I will certainly concede there, um, for that case. But, uh, it's just one of those that I, I don't think, I don't think he'll be doing the Zep Herberger. Julian Nagelsmann on uh, on <laughs> on Saturday there. So yeah, uh, that's uh, a reference to a previous. Yeah, I heard you use that. James. I did. I did. I used it in my commentary for the cup game between Dortmund and Kiel about this game, Dortmund and Leipzig, and said that yes, you, you never know. One of them might pull a Zep Herberger, but as I pointed out to Patrick Overmoyela, my co-commentator, neither team can really afford to do that. I don't think Nagelsmann would want to to try and pull that kind of bluff before a game that's just what five days separate. Separated. And uh, it's just an interesting one. And Dortmund definitely can't. I mean, Dortmund are going to be highly motivated in this one. This is why Dortmund are the team to invest in in this. But let's move on because I know we don't have a lot of time. I know uh, you need to crack on for Europa League duty. So we're actually going to condense the next part. We've got three games in one. I'm just going to rattle off a statistic about each. Hoffenheim against Schalke after scoring one goal between match days 20 and 29. Andre Kramrich has scored three across back-to-back -back games. He needs just one more to set a new personal best and equal Ibiza is 18-goal single-season club record. So two things on the line there. He'll be motivated. Hoffenheim will be too as they look to secure their survival. Wolfsburg against Union. Union are winless and without a clean sheet in their five previous competitive meetings with Wolfsburg. Another one where Wolfsburg, you could argue, certainly need to be on their game. Bremen against Leverkusen is the third. Now, Leverkusen have had no trouble scoring in Bremen of late, netting 10 goals across their previous two trips to the Weserstadt and as Flo pointed out earlier, Irma Toprak out for that game, which is another defensive blow. So Flo, what I want you to do from those three games, can you pick me one defender, one midfielder, one striker? Yeah, Go. I actually do more. So uh, defense, Kalarabek <laughs> and Babu. I, I should have known I, I, both, <laughs> I, I just like them both. So we, uh, yeah, I think you, you can't go wrong with these. Then in midfield, Baumgartner is probably my favorite choice. Um, but I also think that... that Brackalo is good value for, for your money. So he would be uh, another guy uh, I would look at. But I just like I just looked at the predicted lineup and Brackalo is not in it. So maybe hold off with Brackalo, but Gerhard is playing as a winger here. He scored at Stuttgart, so maybe I change that to Yannick Gerhard and you save even some more money. Not the worst pick in the world. And up front is Kramaric or Bust for me. I'm I'm not jumping on uh, off the invest in the teams that face Schalke bandwagon uh, <laughs> yeah. now. After it's, it's been uh, it's been so yeah, good to us, Flo. really. They that like Schalke is a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> 
No, we've had like a five-star dining service on that bandwagon. It's been lovely. Don't want to get out of it anytime soon. Uh, I mean, yeah, Hoff and I are definitely a very investable side this weekend. Okay, let's move on to the Saturday evening game because it is a big one. Bayern against Gladbach. Two of Hansi Flick's seven defeats in his 83 competitive matches in charge of Bayern have come against Gladbach. And since the start of 2014-15, no team has taken more points off of Bayern than Gladbach. They've picked up 20 points in 13 Bundesliga matches. So 20 of a possible 39 points. Not so bad. The thing is, we pointed out that Bayern are still going to be motivated. They Their title party was put on hold uh, by Mainz. And on top of that, they've got the Lewandowski record in their sights. So where are the wise investments in this game flow? Yeah, I think uh, Lewandowski, Müller. And, but that's it for me, honestly. And I'm not sure, like, how is it to play if you, like, an hour before kickoff, you're champion. And that's what would happen if Dortmund would win against True, yeah, Leipzig. Yeah, I actually, I'd completely forgotten that. <laughs> How would that game play out? If like, that's like a tough question for me. So I feel safe with Lewandowski. Well, this is it. So I mean, if you'd reference the Mainz game, Mainz against Bayern, right? It could go very similarly then, yeah. you know, in the fact that, okay, fine, you know, Bayern had the chances, but weren't really clinical on the day. Lewandowski got his goal right at the end. But if, Gladbach, who are going to be more motivated for this, which taps into that debate beforehand. I mean, it could be one where they steal another march and they have beaten Bayern already this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely think so. And I'm, I'm, I have no heightened interest in any Bayern player except Lewandowski. Sané would be like my choice in midfield, um, but I don't expect him to, to, to start. So uh, he's off the table and then it's just Nabri and he's a striker in the game. Müller is a striker. I'm not investing in two Bayern strikers. Yep. And I think uh, Kuman also is a striker in the game, isn't he? Uh, yes, he is. Oh, he is. Yeah. So... Yeah, they did, a, they did a study there, the player figures on that one, with the position changes. But yeah, okay, fine. Then we can leave it there for the debate of Bayern against Gladbach. Um, let's move on because we've got three games still left to cover. Strange thing, it feels like we've gotten used to having the eight games given Hertha's quarantine. But let's move on to Köln-Freiburg. Köln have scored twice in each of their last three Bundesliga home games. However, the Billy Goats have gone 15 matches without a clean sheet. So that does suggest good things for fantasy owners. But as Andre Duda top of the list, and that's kind of it with this one, Flo? Yeah, I think that's how you have to look at that game. Like, I don't want to invest in any other... Like, you can make arguments for Florian Kainz or Marius Wolf, but I prefer Andre Duda just if you invested before in Cologne assets and you're now... Like, I wouldn't sell them for a guy like Duda because, like, it could be the other way around who has a better day. Yeah, but definitely Duda is sticking out as the best option in this game. And like we said before, I'm not keen to invest in Freiburg. And I, like, after they play on Thursday, then on Sunday, Cologne has everything to play for. I, I just can't see Freiburg getting anything out of it here. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. And uh, the fact is, Freiburg, it's their away form that has really been poor this season. We've seen it on show again against Hertha. They are still 2-0 down, an hour played, and they are away again against Köln. So yeah, I think... Oh, and as I say that, I've just flicked over to see what's going on in the Hertha game. And Mateusz Cunha and Hon Cordova are getting stripped off and ready to come on flow, which is absolutely very annoying, but... Yeah, but I'm just... Like, from what I've read, uh, like, Freiburg is 
having some shots right now. Oh, so they're, they're coming on strong. Okay, admittedly, yeah, I sure. have actually been paying attention to what you've been saying instead of watching it on the side. But yeah, no, maybe they've come on strong at the start of the second half. I, I haven't watched, but just read it yeah. a bit. Well, that, uh, that's all right. I mean, side. you know what? It's one of those as well. When they have come out of a quarantine period, they are going to be short of rhythm, sort of match sharpness. So, you know, an extra half an hour when you tune uh, up, yeah. I'll take I still that. think they, they both will play Agreed. unless they get injured, which we won't know because uh, we're doing it. Uh, while they're yes. playing. But yeah, you'll hope. know once you're so. listening to this, but we won't know by the end of the yeah. show. Definitely not. Okay, so let's move on to the next game then. Two more to close it out. Frankfurt against Mainz. Next up, Eintracht are one of two teams who are uh, yet to taste defeat on home soil this season. And I mean, if you do remember, they have uh, bottled it before when it comes to a Champions League place. Back in the 2018-19 campaign, they were on the cusp of finishing in the top four, but ended the campaign in seventh after losing their final three games of the season, which included a home loss to Mainz. Could lightning strike twice flow or do you trust your Frankfurt assets in this game? I, w- I was so, so ready to jump on you for having a wrong stat here. Oh. And then you didn't even mention that. I just saw that in in the script. Who's the other club that never lost at home this season? Yeah, it's not Leverkusen. No, it's not Leverkusen. It's Bayern? It's Bayern, of course. But there was a mistake. I saw the stat right up (laughs) and they made a mistake and they wrote Bayer instead of Bayern. And you've obviously changed it to Leverkusen. uh, Funnily (laughs) enough, I stumbled upon that error yesterday and... Uh, uh, wrote to the guys of the Bundesliga website and it, at least it, on, on German it's corrected but that was a mistake on the stat sheet that was delivered by the data I'm such a pro I just flew right over it because I knew it was wrong you know yeah not a problem oh, I, was, I was so ready like a hawk I would have <laughs> no, no admittedly I had done a copy paste job but even I you. knew that Leverkusen had lost on home so this season no I, I would have told you that beforehand if I had read the uh, script thoroughly which obviously <laughs> I, I didn't see <laughs> that's yeah. alright I don't expect you um, to but talk to me about this game Frankfurt assets but I, I I trust, I definitely trust Kostic and Silva, love them both. I'm not sure, like, I would trust Durham if he's in the starting lineup. I've just have a glimmer of doubt that maybe Chandler is going to play. That's yeah, definitely a possibility. Just signed a contract extension today to 2025. Yes, yeah. And, like, he's coming on nicely in recent weeks and uh, actually did, a, uh, did get a start, I think, two games back. Yeah, so there's some doubt with Durham. And apart from that, I'm probably not that interested unless I get confirmation from Adi Hütter that, I mean, Yunus will be in the starting lineup. Then he's definitely a guy I would consider uh, even doubling up with Kostic. I wouldn't mind that too much, especially since next week you will have a lot of players playing at the same time anyway. So it it doesn't really matter if they're in the same team or not. So, yeah. Yeah, no, fully agree. Uh, definitely good things to take into consideration there. Okay, final game, Hertha against Bielefeld. As we mentioned, Hertha are still playing right now, so take this analysis with a pinch of salt a little bit. But they are winless in three games against promoted clubs so far this season. Uh, but they are unbeaten in the last 12 meetings with Armenia on home soil, including eight in the Bundesliga. That's one that stretches way back. Who do you trust to close out a match day like this, Flo, from a game like this? Only Cunha or Cordoba would feel safe with the defender options of Hata. They let us down. Maybe Sifuk is the way to go. 
if he got rested today, so if our mass is correct with what Dada is doing, then he should start against Bielefeld. Then he's definitely, uh, if you need a defender out of this match, he would be the guy uh, I'd look at and up front. I'd pre I prefer Cunha over Cordoba, but both are fine options. And we don't have a real good fantasy midfielder out of Hertha, unfortunately. So no, even the options end there. Even today, I mean, Radonjic has done well. He's got an assist uh, for one of the goals. But, you know, whether he's done enough today to keep his spot in the starting lineup, given the rotation policy that Dardai is obviously going to employ post-quarantine, is a difficult one to judge. So I do agree with you. I think Cordoba Cunha are the way forward. On that note, let's end today's show with our player pick, starting with a Vegas choice. Flo, who are you rolling the dice on this weekend? I'm going with Christoph Baumgartner. Um, his form has been a bit spotty, but we know he can have like huge fantasy performances. And like Schalke is a perfect opponent to show that again. So uh, he's my biggest choice. I, I, a wonderful pick, definitely. Uh, I think I will go with... Mateusz Cunha was as my Vegas choice uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, a bit of a risk in there, but I, I do like his prospects and he's come off the bench. He looks very motivated. I have to say in the few glances I've just had up at my screen of the game that's going on. Uh, so that bodes well uh, for fantasy owners. How about your super schnäppchen then, Flo? I'm going with Roberto Massimo uh, of VfB Stuttgart. One million, so the stone minimum. Uh, he played the last two games... Uh, on the right flank, instead of Koulibaly, the Vamangituka position. And I think he'll start again against Augsburg, but the good thing is we'll know that before we have to confirm our transfers. And like the two games he played were against Wolfsburg and Leipzig. That are the both uh, the two best defenses this season in the Bundesliga. So like it will be a nice change for him being able to rattle up the Augsburg defense from what he he could uh, could do against Wolfsburg and Leipzig, so um, I, I think he's an interesting option. If you need to save money, then yeah, uh, he he would definitely like. If I want to invest in a really cheap midfielder, he would be the guy because I know that he's in the starting lineup. Yeah, and I I value that, and you can give him the star man without consequences and changing it on Saturday also a nice bonus yeah no you know what I actually I like that as a differential pick this weekend and I mean funny enough I've stuck with the same team with my super schnäppchen I've gone more mainstream with my choice though and it is of course the return of Borna Sosa uh, the uh, prodigious left winger this season a defender in the game six million is all he will cost you uh, so might be a valuable asset uh, this week if he is as expected in the starting lineup on yeah. Friday which is is what is uh, reported after his return from injury um, but you just never know with Pellegrino Matarazzo because with Bornasso so he's actually been very careful when it comes to managing his injuries so one to keep an eye on but you will know on Friday night okay banker Flo who are you putting your yeah. money behind I, I wanted to say Philip Kostic but then I felt it's a bit too boring and you know what I'm going out on a limp and saying Jaden Sancho <laughs> I believe that Dortmund is having a good game Sancho is a differential pick. You you add him now. You have already one player with a different uh, kick of time next match day, which is definitely a bonus. And Dortmund has everything to play for in the last three matches. I, I think that can be it. Can be really sneaky to bring Sancho in. 
um, I, I, this week. I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. I, I, I've i got him in my draft right now for, for match day 32 already. Um, so I think he's a very good pick as a banker this week. I'm going to go maybe the, the more casual route. Uh, Andre Kramerich stands out. Uh, yeah. Flow pick Christoph Baumgartner as a Vegas choice. I think Andre Kramerich up against Schalke with those records on the line, his personal best and the club's single season best tally on the line. He's already the club's record Bundesliga all-time goal scorer. He's going to want those things to his name as well. And I like his odds of getting both actually against Schalke. I think uh, it could be a one-and-done type issue. He can put his feet up for the rest of the season after that. But uh, for this game against Schalke, definitely worth investing in. And on that note, we will then leave it there for this week's episode of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Uh, if you haven't yet, uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Talking Fußball or give us a like on Facebook. And of course, you can always join the Talking Fußball Fantasy League, though you're quite late to the party, I'll be honest, if you're still doing it now. Uh, but from me, your host, James Flow and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew. Auf Wiederhören. Auf Wiederhören.